Well, hello there, kids. It's the brand newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the podcast where we dare to roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh, man. Look out. Huh. I get, you know, what happened to that talking dog, Duke? I think he died, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I want to no. say I read that a little while ago. Yeah, oh. RIP, man. RIP. Did he have any, like, talking puppies? That's a good question. Did that dog fuck? <laughs> I did one first important question did duke fuck did duke fuck the world needs to know i assume he expressed a desire to because he could talk uh two did he have puppies three did he tell the puppies the secrets of bush's baked beans surely he did surely he did dude he seemed like he was raring to tell somebody about it if not his own kids then who this will make tons of sense to all of our international listeners (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is bushes baked beans bush they're all bean? why are they talking about a talking yeah. dog that fucks <laughs> one star review talked about talking dogs that fucks no horror within the first minute of the show i don't get it i don't know a talking dog that fucks i i could see that being a horror movie <laughs> Dude, if it was, you know, my first time listening to a horror movie podcast and that's the first thing that I heard, I would be like, subscribe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be lighting up their Patreon. I'd be doing everything, man. These are the best horror podcasters because they talked about my favorite guy, Duke, the Bush's baked bean mascot. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's installment, we're talking about uh, talking dogs that that bone down doggy style, as well (laughs) as Lucio Aforti's Zombie 2, otherwise known as Zombie Flesh Eaters, otherwise known as Zombie, zombie, otherwise known as (laughs) many different titles. Sure, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to get straight onto the movie review portion, there's a time set for you in the podcast description. Before we get there, we're going to crack a cold one. We're going to talk about our weeks, have ourselves a good time, and talk about a bunch of silly shit about this movie in the preview palace. So you don't want to miss that shit right there. But hey, we warned you. All right? We warned you. Yeah. We tried. Yeah. Head on, tried. Down, head on down that timestamp if you don't want to hear the goodness. Yeah, coward. <laughs> huh? <laughs> What what if we just started debating people in the preview palace segment area about whether or not it needed to happen? Wow, yeah, yeah I like that. That'd be real entertaining, right? It'd be really good. People would tune in for that, man. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, it has just been a, a whirlwind of a week. It's going to continue being a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. We're actually recording another episode in just a scant two days because I have more adventures to attend to. It has yeah. been hectic. It has been busy. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah. it's it's been an entire week, dude. I, I basically signed the paperwork to my own funeral, scheduled my wisdom tooth extraction. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You got life I'm picking out a grave plot, what? dude. <laughs> I, I got a headstone picked out. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to say, kiss my damn ass on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that, man. I'm not excited about this at mm. all. Although I got to say, like... I think the day that I went to the consultation, we kind of scheduled it and stuff. I think I got most of my panic out that day. It was just like super concentrated, like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about it now, but I am still freaking out about it, man. I'm going to get all four yanked out as well as one molar that they have like 
previously fucked up. So right. I'm just losing five teeth, man. Five wow. teeth are coming out of my face, dude. Holy shit. Are you going to sell yeah, them? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to sell them. You I think should. they're going to be collector's yeah. items. I'm going to hang on to one of them, though, yeah. to let it increase in value. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. You don't, yeah. you don't want to lose out on your, your own teeth in the market. No. No, not at all, man. Not at all. So, I don't know. It'll be something, man. It'll be a new experience. I'll be doing drugs. I ain't never drugged before. How about that? That's something fun. I Listen, I don't know of anyone who uh, does not like the experience of being put under. I know that's a thing, that people are like afraid of it and stuff. I, I know my sister uh, has that fear, but she's also been put under, and then it's like nothing. Like, okay, yeah, you know, so like the fear may be there, but like once you, once it happens, it's like nothing, nothing, like just darkness, and then you wake out of it and you're like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, you better. I, right. I really want to know though if I should do something that's just like completely self humiliating and you know, instruct Kate in advance, like, hey, after you bring me home and I'm still all loopy and shit, put a guitar in my hands and film me and just see what oh, happens. Absolutely. Does that get put out on the internet? Do that. I mean, <laughs> wait until the drugs have fully worn off before you decide if you do want to post it. But okay, yeah, it's probably do a good film idea. it. And if you don't post it, I, w- I still want to see it. <laughs> it's for your personal collection, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! Put gosh. it in the Dropbox folder. It, it, uh, people, people like post post all that, uh, you know, uh, anesthesia. People get real loose, real, real oh, yeah. loose, but also real weird. Um, real weird, man. Yeah, and I, 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 I kind of do want to see how that goes for you, because like, I, I know I was just, uh, I was just extremely flirty. I was flirting with uh, the nurse the entire time. Like, look out. <laughs> It was uh, probably not cool, uh, but also when you're on anesthesia, you don't get to choose what, you, what you're <laughs> going to say or do. Uh, <laughs> All culpability is out the window. It's like, well, he's not with us right now. Yeah, what can that we do? person is not in there. That is just gibberish coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Dude, what if like she puts the guitar in my hands and I'm like, listen, kids, I'm going to show you all of the actual fucking sickest riffs. And all that I do is play like, like Bawa to Bob by Kid Rock. 100. Yeah. And I play like, uh, uh, like Nickelback riffs. Of course. And, Why wouldn't you? Uh, five flavor fruit punch riffs, <laughs> like all this stuff, right? I flavor fruit punch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what if that's what I do? The real me comes out, the one that likes butt rock, you know? Yeah, I that would be embarrassing. That would be very embarrassing. <laughs> and in that case you would still have to post it. <laughs> yeah, either way. <laughs> yeah. Gotta post it. You gotta post it. So that's a that's a little ways off, man. It's unfortunately booked three days before I'm supposed to be playing a show. That could get interesting. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I wouldn't drink at the show, but you should be okay. I, I know that like, uh, within a couple days of, of my surgery, like I was able to just do normal things, but other people have more issues with it than I did, but I, mine were okay. also impacted like yours are. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, maybe, maybe you 
come back real quick. But I was also a much younger man when it happened. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't right know, on. maybe that old manness will catch up to you and you'll be like, oh, no, I can't rock and roll anymore. <laughs> or I do and I like throw a clot and I like Gene Simmons it and I'm just like spitting blood everywhere. And so then it's like the best skankbanger show ever. Well, the thing is, it's an Andy Wood Trio show. So it's a lot more sedate than <laughs> well, that. It's the most intense Andy Wood Trio show ever. Now we're talking. Maybe that's just what the gig needs, dude. It's like, man, yes. I want to see Andy. He's a great guitar player. His yeah. bass player was fucking spitting blood. <laughs> it was wildly. It's like Westboro wildly and, metal and Limp Biscuit, where it's just like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> What's that guy doing here? Does he know what gig he's at? <laughs> What in the hell? They were playing a, a tender instrumental Everlong tribute, and the bass player just starts spitting blood all over his hands, <laughs> drooling out all over his instrument. It was weird. That sounds like a rad show, though. I mean... It'd be a pretty fucking rad yeah, show, man. It would be. I'm thinking what I do, though, is like I go ahead and I try to like arrange this scheme to where... Um, I find somebody who does like drive-by vasectomies where they go to your location and I schedule it for the same time that I'm out getting my wisdom teeth taken out. So that way I've got, uh, dude, I'm getting worked on just fucking from from rooter to tutor, you know, just just laid up unconscious. Everybody just, you know, doing whatever they want. But my ins, my outs, everything's getting occupied, you know? I, I, man, I cannot imagine coming out of that though honestly yeah the the vasectomy recovery like immediately after wasn't terrible it's it's like the next day when it's all swollen and and hurty so yeah maybe that would work maybe they should offer a two for one package (laughs) maybe i get a twofer you know (laughs) the wisdom teeth vasectomy twofer (laughs) how's your week been man have you had any surgery scheduled or anything no but man it's been a fucking it's been something uh the ac went out uh, it holy shit so uh it's been it was extremely hot for that what three week four week period it was brutal and it's funny because even while we were recording the last episode i remember you saying on the episode like man i'm sitting here under the vent and i'm still hot yeah (laughs) it's because the ac was out uh i i went and checked it it was 79 degrees in the house Uh, coming in hot yeah which is not i mean you know if you've never really looked into it 79 to 80 degrees in your house is is bad that's bad it's you shouldn't be in that environment for long you should have fans going or whatever but the ac was out and it was late um and we called the ac guy and of course you know it was like 11 o'clock when he got out here uh and we were thinking like oh you know he's gonna come out here and then assess what's gonna happen and then like you know what if it's a couple days or whatever Mm -hmm. um the guy came out uh his name was james he was uh very nice he checked it he was like oh it's no big deal it's just this uh capacitor here and he uh changed it because he had one in his truck and uh, then and everything was fine after that uh, until a day later we had torrential downpours here like three inches in, in oh, like dude, an hour it was crazy yeah it was like a monsoon yep and we had flooding in our basement so <laughs> oh shit dude it wasn't like terrible it wasn't like 
a, a ton of flooding, but it it required like every single towel and blanket we had to sop it up. Damn, man. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. These, this is stuff that makes me like not miss owning a home because that shit <laughs> sucks, man. The thing for me that was always the worst is like we had a time or two where you know you realize in the evening or at night that the AC has gone out, and so then you just spend the rest of the night at least I do anyway, fretting over in it, worrying about what it's going to be, worrying about when you're going to get somebody to come out the next day to look at it or whatever. Yeah. That's why I propose, I'm an idea man. Oh, you man, I'm excited. I want to start a new business that is exclusively uh, HVAC repair that's for like after hours, you know? Uh-huh. And it's going to be called ACs Later. <laughs> ACs Later. What do you think? Oh man, that listen, um, that that sounds like one. It's already going to draw people in because of the connection to AC Slater. The, exactly the, right. Uh, like second coolest guy at Bayside, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think you're you're definitely going to get people too because of that that late night factor. Because we did we did have to like the the bill will include like a late night fee so if you after hours yeah yeah, if you're the after hour that's what you do exclusively you don't have to charge some extra fee or whatever people are Mm -hmm. gonna come to you (laughs) that's great you know while we're on the topic of ac slater let's explore a topic here um we know about ac slater's preferred chair sitting position yeah yeah, yeah. backwards yeah yeah he's a william Riker style Mm -hmm. yeah michelle pfeiffer in the Gangsta's Paradise video. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> There's been talk in the past about how A.C. Slater might sit on a toilet. That'd be interesting. Kind of <laughs> leaning over the tank, you know? Fascinating. You have to take your pants off to do that, which is really weird, but you're committed, right? Yeah. You're, listen, you're in, the, you're in the bathroom to get shit done, literally. Exactly. I'm just now thinking about the possibility of how AC Slater might drive a car because <laughs> I'm imagining him getting in the car, sitting backwards. So he's looking out the back glass. He has to drive in reverse everywhere he goes. <laughs> and he's working the pedals with like his toes oh, and he's got his yeah. arms behind him steering. <laughs> he's a malignant think about how awesome that would be. AC yeah, Slater is a malignant. Okay. <laughs> that thing just cruises by you at high speeds going <laughs> in reverse like, and you're like, God damn, that was AC Slater. <laughs> what the fuck? He even drives backwards. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a badass. <laughs> oh Slater. Oh, yeah, what a what an eventful week, man. What an eventful week. You had time to watch anything good this week? Yeah, yeah. Um uh got got to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Dude, on, uh, that's always a good day mm-hmm. if you're getting to watch that one right there, because that's the fucking movie of movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a ton of nostalgia for it. Uh, we're we're definitely going to do it on the show at some point. Fuck but, yeah, like, we gotta. Yeah, but uh, just right now, I would say it's a 10. It's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, when the, the protagonist of your story is what if Hans, Han Solo was uh, dumber and more cocky? <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good start. And then you get Kurt Russell to play him. Fuck, you nailed it already. Yeah. 
the best, dude. Yeah. The best. Yeah, we got to do that on the show sometime. That's the yeah, ultimate sure. Saturday afternoon movie. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so yeah, that that's still amazing. Um, on Friday night, we on the screaming chat we watched the the house where evil dwells. The house where evil dwells, evil. man. That sounds like a place I'd like to probably visit. I think I might go over there and invoke some evil corpse master style. Ooh, um, Ooh. well, the house where evil dwells is set in Japan, and it kind of it like. It has a very similar setup to The Grudge, um, but this was like 1982, so The Grudge, you know, probably working off of this, or there's some sort of folklore or whatever that's working off of this. It Basically, right. the idea is of uh, uh, these two people are cheating, and the husband comes home and, and kills the two of them and then kills himself. Then, uh, much later, this American couple moves into that home, and the ghosts basically are playing that out again. Like, they're playing mm. out the... So, they, they, like, induce her to have an affair, and then, like, have him, uh, you know, confront them, etc. I don't want to reveal the ending, but... Uh, Look out. It's, um, <laughs> it's the bleak ending. <laughs> <laughs> so is it good like is it a fun movie it's not great but like it was interesting it, it really had like uh, something different for a, an 80s horror movie that i hadn't seen all right um uh also though like a lot of it is like i don't know like it, it felt a lot like amityville but in japan i would say but also mm. like the shining but in japan like so it, it's basically you got a rider slowly uh descending into madness but he he kind of comes across more like james uh james brolin in amityville so anyway it, it I, you know maybe worth a watch we had fun okay. with it uh it wasn't great <laughs> at all but it, Word. it definitely was an interesting watch um and then on uh sunday we watched urban legends final cut now hmm. if you remember when we did urban legend the the first movie you loved it i i hated it one of the <laughs> things, one of the reasons i hated it is it used to come on the campus movie channel um uh, a lot when i was um first at college and i saw it so many times that like I just kept picking apart in my head and getting madder and madder at it. Um, well, this... It sounds like you were practicing having a podcast before I you was. ever dreamed of having a podcast. It's true, I was. Um, um, but then, like, yeah, Urban Legends Final Cut, I didn't know anything about it. I saw that Hulu had it recently, so I was like, yeah, might as well check it out. It has, like, a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Woof. I, I thought it was better than the first one and more fun. It's like, okay, so this is confusing. It's not just a different cut of the first one. That's what I thought that it was. It's a different what? movie entirely. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 a sequel, a completely different movie. What? But that's interesting. People in the chat also said that that they thought that it was just a different cut of the first movie, so they didn't watch it because they were like, "Why?" Um, well, yeah, because when you put final cut next to a movie title. You assume it's a different cut of the same movie. Like, yeah. I didn't watch whatever fucking yeah Blade Runner the final cut, and I'm like, must be a new movie. 
<laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I think that it was a bad title, especially considering it's the, it's not even the last sequel. Though that is kind of a, a horror trope to have final as like a of one course, of your yeah. middle sequels, <laughs> like Final <laughs> Friday. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it um, it's like a more meta, interesting kind of like Scream Three E, but not hmm. not quite as wacky, but still fun. Uh, I I thought it was interesting. I thought it was it was like uh, well worth a watch. Honestly, like if if you're just wanting to kill some time with a kind of dumb horror movie on a on an afternoon. They got it on. You Hulu. could do worse. You could do All worse, right. but by far. Okay, well yeah. maybe I'll check that out because, like, I I don't hate the original as much as you do. Yeah. It is just yeah. a total piece of shit. But it like, is. I'm kind of okay with late '90s horror just out of nostalgia purposes, I guess. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah, check it out. It. I mean, it's it's got a bunch of people you'll recognize. Uh, I mean, Ava Mendez is in there as like a like kind of a background sort of character. It was weird to me huh. to be like, okay. How are you going to hide Ava Mendez? Anyway. <laughs> what have you been watching? Dude, I'll tell you what I'm about to watch. I'm about to watch myself pour a co-beer into a cup. Holy so that I can shit. Dull my senses, because I need to do that. I've got myself an Ale Smith Speedway Stout. I don't know why they call it a Speedway, because this is definitely just going to do nothing but slow me down. <laughs> Because it is a, uh, it's a, uh, what is this? Mostra coffee and coconut. I thought that said mocha, but it's no, Mostra coffee and coconut. What the fuck is Mostra? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I bet somebody mm. knows. Somebody listening right now somebody is like, knows. I know what Mostra is. But God damn it. They don't even know what Mostra is. Zero stars. <laughs> Zero stars. Didn't know Mostra. They had me hooked with the talking dog that fucks yeah. a bit. And then <laughs> lost they me. lost me with Mostra. They had me, then they lost me. This is, um, let's see. Oh, God, it's 12%, Steve. Oh, damn. I'll see you later. I'll see you on the other yeah. side, I guess. Oh, yeah. Woo, that's a whole lot of a beer right there, man. I'm drinking uh, me let's a, get a sip of this thing. 100% natural polar seltzer, original, calorie-free. Damn, mm. what's the proofage on that? Zero. Dude, whoa. Yeah. This is pretty good. It's not as coffee-y and coconutty as I thought that it would be. Yeah. It has a little bit of that, like, soy sauce smell that stouts do sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It has a little bit of that going on. It has a little bit of that kind of musty taste that some stouts do. Okay. It's okay. I don't know if I'll drink the entire thing, honestly. But it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. A 12 whole percent, do you taste that alcohol? Actually, no. That's kind of the shocking thing about it. It is very smooth and not overly sweet to hide it. So not quite sure where they're putting all that booze. Uh, but it's pretty good, pretty good. Dude, I've watched a few things this week, the the best of which has got to be finishing up that dang old Stranger Thing Volume Ooh, 4, buddy. Volume 2. That's what it's called, right? Volume 4, Volume, volume 4, two? Volume 2. That's what they call Dude. it. Dude. Oh, my God. It might be the strangest thing yet. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, RE Strange Things, It's it's up there. Yeah, yeah. What if they did, like, the next season, and it's a total twist, and it's just about some downtime where not much happens, and it's just called normal stuff. Normal stuff. 
Yeah, I I could get into that. Just everybody you know? enjoying themselves, having a good time for a little bit. Yeah, it's not that bad, but it's like also not. It's not really that interesting. Yeah, you know, no. it's just a lot of like real time. Uh, you know, spent in the classroom, like everything's elapsing in real time. Yeah. Uh, you have the kids studying in real time. It's just, yeah, it's normal stuff. Jo- Joyce you know? and Hopper eating uh, Enzo's. Yeah. Just enjoying it. Just like, sure. oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's kind of normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I love these episodes. Holy shit. I, yeah. I loved season four overall. Yeah, me too. So fucking much, man. So fucking much. There's... There's so much going on, and the story is just so wide, and there's so many moving parts and characters in different locations and stuff. It can get overwhelming. Oh yeah, for but sure. it's all so fucking enjoyable that it's it's definitely worth it, man. Um, you recently just did uh, an episode reviewing yeah. that that last bit of the season, there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anna and I, uh, Anna Martin and I discussed the the first uh, volume for volume one. And then we followed it up just uh, on Saturday with Volume Four, Volume Two, and I—I I mean, I think that—and again, we're not going to spoil it because it's still no, no. early. Um, yep. But I, I think it was like the best season they've done. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, and it—it it really did. Like, man, th- those final two episodes really did just. Bring it all together in in a good way, but also <laughs> were devastating in several dude. ways. Yeah. Yes, dude. Totally got my allergies all kind uh-huh. of worked up. Yep. A few separate times in there, man. A yes. few separate times. I would love to know what the rationale is behind, you know, doing this like two and a half hour long and hour and a half long uh, thing for the last two episodes. Like, I, I wonder why they wanted to do that rather than divide it up into three or four normal sized episodes because even in that very last one the two and a half hour one yeah there were several points where i was like and credits oh no they're still going and <laughs> credits nope still going <laughs> it seems like they could have cut it into a couple episodes i wonder why it is that they decided to do this like mega length episode i think they wanted each episode to maintain a very particular theme and that probably i i could see that that final episode is like Avengers length type of oh, yeah. thing. I could see that uh, your what your point is that if you broke that up in in half, it would still work. But if you keep it all together, it just feels like I watched a feature length film about Stranger Things, and I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> so, Dude, me yeah, too. Yeah. Me too. I I already want to rewatch them. Yeah. Like I'm already dying just to restart. And watch those episodes again because there's so much fucking awesome stuff, man. Those kids are all fantastic. Yeah, great actors. The special effects and stuff were out of this world, man. There was such great visual stuff in there. Yeah, I really, I really just, man, blown away by it. But again, don't want to spoil it for anybody who still hasn't seen it because it's it's still oh early. yeah, yeah, it is, man. Yeah, we just uh, we got around to it after having to wait for like I think a week and a half because it's been so hectic and everything we're just dying to watch these things I did have some stuff spoiled for me by the time I got there which pissed me off of Mm, course it's always just some casual ass mention on social media that somebody drops that ruins shit for you so yeah we're not going to spoil anything on here but god damn it I I thought it was fucking amazing I really really liked it a lot let the Duffer Brothers 
do what the fuck ever they want to. Give them an X-Men. Give them whatever <laughs> horror franchise. I mean, you know, they're, they're, we should be making new shit. We should be making new shit, not yeah. just resurrecting the same stuff all over. But if somebody could do a nostalgic, you know, Freddy or Hellraiser throwback and fucking nail it, oh, yeah, I'd be them. It'd be them all the way. Yeah. Um, I, th- they signed on for... Uh, to do the Talisman series with Netflix, the I don't know that one. Stephen King, I haven't I haven't read it either. Um, they kind of hinted at it in that episode because they had Lucas reading that too. Um, oh, well, I, w- I won't say who, but in, in the end. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool little Easter egg. Yeah. Um, huh. I th- right. I think like they they're you know in their wheelhouse doing king but i would like i like what you're saying like i would like to see them do something uh, x-men's great like <laughs> like i really think they could do an x-men movie that would be that would be cool but yeah an yeah, 80s x-men would, movie dude god yeah, it'd be awesome that's what i'm saying like fuck that could be really cool but you're, you're right it would be nice for them to just do something original i mean because stranger things is original even though it is paying homage to 80s stuff and whatnot so like to see them uh, work on another property is is interesting but to to see them continue like give us something more of like these not even this type of world just i want to i want to see what they would do in any other type of genre me too man me too so satisfied so fucking satisfied and yeah i can't say enough about it no i'm not gonna spoil it but holy fuck watch that shit if you haven't already um, and then the other day over uh, over a relaxing brunch because we had planned ourselves a little a little staycation for the past weekend uh, we have wanted to do just let's say three consecutive days where we both get to stay home and not have things to do or places to go or people to see we've been wanting to do this for months so back in um, March back in March we looked at the calendar and we were like well looks like that you know Second week in July is when we can do that. That was the soonest weekend that we had where we could do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday that yeah. didn't have obligations already on the book. So we had ourselves a little staycation weekend and just chilled fucking hard and did a whole lot of nothing, which was fantastic. So over our Sunday brunch, we decided to watch that newest James Bond movie, <laughs> a Jamie yes. Bond. A James Bond, yes. I've heard of him. Man, wouldn't it be cool if he did start going by Jamie Bond? <laughs> Oi, I'm Jamie Bond, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think maybe that's the next move. They just go to Jamie, Jamie Bond. Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched that No Time to Die. It's been out for a while. I think it came out like last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Finally got around to watching that one. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Uh devote a lot of time to it because it's two hours and 45 minutes long yeah that sounds like it's a lot yeah it sounds it's like a long one of the daniel craig bond movies pretty much yeah. yeah pretty much like i've enjoyed the daniel craig stuff i thought it's cool but like man them, them movies are long-winded dude they are they are they're long they're very long um, yeah i i'm i mean i'm in for it but like yeah it's it's interesting i I, I definitely, like, I do want to see it, because I've seen all the ones up to that point, but, like, it it, it doesn't even, like, register on my radar 
That's like yeah. something my brain wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. You I've got to know. I've got to know how yeah. it concludes. It's just like, all right, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those. It's just like, yeah, if, it, if you got a Sunday free, yeah, whatever. Put it on. Okay. Um, unsurprisingly, it's fucking gorgeous. The cinematography yeah, is bet. is wonderful. That is something that has been a staple of all those Craig Bond movies. Yes. Is that they look goddamn fabulous. So... Looks great. Has some cool stuff. It's got Freddie Mercury as a bad guy. Ola uh, Rumi. <laughs> yeah. Rumi Malik. Uh-huh. That's him. He's in there being a bad guy, being weird. But man, it's it's long, dude. And the thing about it is, is that it really, really does rely on storylines that have been developed in the other ones. And okay. it's been a long time since I watched those, dude. Like, it's been <laughs> a really long time since I watched, like, uh, what's it? Quantum of Solace yeah. and all those. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Quantum of Solace, the most recent. Um, mm. And I had remembered it as being boring and watching it again. I was like, oh, actually, no, this is this is pretty entertaining. Okay. Yeah. I need to watch them again. I think the only time I watched that one, was that the second one yeah. after Casino? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the only time that I've watched that one is like we went and saw it, I want to say opening night, and had to sit at like the very front row Ooh. of like the Enormo screen. No. We couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Why did they even the sell those seats? Why did they even sell those seats, dude? Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I need to rewatch that one again. But yeah, like I said, it really does rely on you having a lot of knowledge of those previous movies, which I was not really hanging on to. Yeah, I kind of miss like some of the other Bond movies that were just more cherry pick your favorite one. Yeah, it's just a self-contained like, <laughs> right. oh, Bond has a mission. There's a crazy guy yeah. that wants to take over the world. And Whatever. An invisible car and a nice yeah, hotel exactly. and a nice hotel and yeah. a halbear, you know, <laughs> but yeah. this one you kind of got to do your homework on to get the most out of it. it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was good. It was good. But I don't know. I'm not in any kind of rush to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the last Craig Bond, right? Uh, yes, okay. yes. Have they announced a new Bond yet? Uh, I, I, I think Idris Elba is supposed to, like, be the front runner. I'm not sure if they've confirmed it. I, I don't really keep up with it. Here. I'd be okay with that if they did. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I so, would be yeah. very interested in that. It was all right. Not in love with it, but give it a watch sometime. You want to watch a spy man doing stuff. What's pretty? How about that? Yeah, put that on the box. A spy man doing stuff. What's pretty? Put that on the box right there. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, dude. The coolest thing that I watched this week for sure was a movie that was a taste of the old country. Oh, it yeah? was a movie just like Noni used to make uh-huh. back in the hills yeah. of Italy. Because mm-hmm. I watched. Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Did you watch that? I, I actually watched uh, Zombie. I didn't get to Zombie. Is that is it better? Yeah, all the zombies are bisexual. <laughs> That's the difference. Yes, yes. I'm glad. Like, is it just a thing we know, or like, is, does that like get expressed in some way in the film? Yeah, yeah, because they're like they're they're shuffling, you know, towards uh, some people that are like running from them. Okay, and it shows like there's like a man zombie in the middle, and uh-huh. he's holding hands with a woman zombie and another man zombie. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And and it, and he's, he's on by, and one of them says like, "We're not just friends." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds yep. like he's also like like these zombies maybe like polyamor polyamorous zombies wow yeah wow 
you know what? They're they're open to new experiences, those zombies. <laughs> Once you die, you think, man, I should have lived. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the deal. They're dead, but all they can think about is all the stuff they never tried in life. Yeah. <laughs> I can get into I mean, this, honestly. Maybe that's what we don't know. Is you know, a zombie like he rises from the grave and stuff, he's like, uh in his head he's like, I have returned. <laughs> I never did try dick out. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. I actually now want to see zombies. <laughs> Sounds great. And dude, this movie, I'll tell you what, it is a whole lot of a zombie movie that has a whole lot of silly stuff in it. What's worth talking about and exploring in the preview palace? Welcome to the preview palace. Oh, here we are. We're talking about a zombie, just a potpourri of topics for a preview palace. We've been kind of doing these here lately, and I've been enjoying it, where we don't just pick a single topic, we just explore a series of micro topics that could have been topics for the preview palace. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's more fun for uh, for the kids out there. You know, the kids. That oh, are the listening. kids! They love yeah. it. You know what? They've got no attention span these days. Kids can't even listen to an entire preview palace that's on one topic anymore. <laughs> we got to be changing <laughs> subjects every fucking minute. Kids, keep them these kids days. entertained. My God, man! My God, what can you do with them? So we're gonna explore here. A, a, a variety of topics related to this movie. Now, Steve, this here flick has a scene in there. Mm-hmm. What's got some eye trauma like yeah. you read about. Oh, boy, does it. My Lord have mercy, man. That eyeball, man, that thing sucks. That thing just gets annihilated, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and and it it is probably one of the best, most effective uh, eyeball annihilations I've seen in a horror movie. Just eye-fucking the shit out of that thing. (laughs) Yucky. But you know, Steve, it ain't the only time that an eye's been done fucked over in a movie. When you think about some eyeball devastation happening on the silver screen when all the stars of Hollywood are out, what do you start thinking about? You got a favorite eyeball gouge slash destruction in a movie? Not favorite, but one that sticks out the most. Uh, Evil Dead 2013, the the needle into the eye over and over and over. Dude, that is bad. That is fucking rough, man. Go back and listen to our episode on that one if you haven't already. It's a lot of fun. We had uh, Zach Householder from Whitechapel on that episode. Yeah, we did. Had a lot of fun on that one. Dude, that scene is gruesome. I gave it too low of a score. I'll say that. Did you? I think I did. I think I gave it too low of a score. Anyway, go ahead. I like that movie. Yeah. I think it's cool, man. And dude, part of it being so awesome is because of how hardcore the gore is. And you're right. That scene with the needle and the eyes and shit. Yeah. Holy fucking God, does that ever suck to watch, man. I, I like. I don't like watching Kate put her contacts in. I don't like watching <laughs> an eye getting fucking poked upon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, so like that scene in Ace Ventura when he does that, when he like starts poking his own eye. Like gross out somebody like that that would work on me okay. that's not for me right. dude that's not for me huh. um i think about some eyeball damage i think about suspiria the original there's uh-huh. that scene where uh what's her name has those like needles coming out of her eyes again yeah that is yes that is brutal one of the best like uh giallo images out there just oh yeah that dude. knife up with the eyeballs gouged 
What is it about these Italian directors just hating on an eyeball? Why it's is a that? Freudian thing. I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out, you know, read up on Freud and his his writings on uh, having your eyeballs gouged out. It, 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 you know, it has to do with castration, obviously. What? Duh. Does it? Is it obvious? <laughs> obviously. Duh. I don't think it is. I yeah. think those are pretty different bodies of the anatomy. <laughs> Well, if you be German and do cocaine about it, you'll understand. Ah, I've never done that before. Okay, uh-huh. we'll have to try that and then think about how eyes are like balls, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a meatball tie-in? Is that why the Italians are so fascinated? <laughs> Listen. It's like, oh, oh, one time when I was a baby, my, my noni, she make the meatball, and then the meatball, it gets a squoosh. Uh, you it got, was horrifying. See, you've got it backwards. The reason Italians like pack ground meat into ball shapes is because of their love of eyeball destruction oh it's like a national yeah. pastime over there yeah 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 so wow yeah they're like oh you know what i want i want to bite into an eyeball eh? <laughs> it's nicer to pretend <laughs> sometimes i take a one little olive i put it on a little slice on the meatball yes. that's why i imagine it is the eye <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> uh, you know what it's just different over there it's just different everything's a little bit different just a little bit different just in the a old little country. bit different uh-huh. i think the most triumphant um eye gouge in movie history still belongs to kill bill i don't think yeah. i've ever been more stoked to see someone get their eye ripped out than in that damn <laughs> right. you know last huge fight scene with l driver god damn it dude Every time it gets to that scene, that fight scene, I'm just like, God damn, I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It's it fucking, it, it is like the, the almost like jump out of your seat type of moment where you're just like, fucking yes. I'm uh, so glad that person got their eye ripped yeah. out, I said, in the theater <laughs> over my buttered popcorn and sarsaparilla. <laughs> You tell you do love a sarsaparilla at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And a popped corn. They tell you every time, sir, we don't have it. I've brought my own in my boot flask. And then they chase you around with like uh you know, wooden wooden mallets ready to, mm-hmm. to hit you. Yeah. That's okay though. I've been practicing my fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be able to handle yourself and then go see the Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right, man. And dare dare they provoke me further, I will fire upon them with my blunderbuss. <laughs> I don't even know what era this is, but I love yeah, it. I'm not really sure. It's great. <laughs> All right, Steve, one of the coolest parts of this movie has got to be Homeboy's comb over. GZ crazy yeah. that it's, comb over dude boy it's something like because because at, at the beginning you're like oh that's a comb over but by the end you're like wow that's just wow. like four or five strands of hair that i was not understanding was only four or five strands of dude, hair <laughs> like did he style it better earlier or I like over know. the course of making the movie did he <laughs> lose more hair like what the <laughs> fuck has happened yeah man it, it really it, it went downhill for him for sure that damn old hair is going through some fucking battle damage in this movie. For sure. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. It's got the realistic battle realistic damage battle happening damage. to that thing. <laughs> Who do you think's got the worst comb over? Oh my gosh, man. I mean, uh, Mermaid, uh, Frankie Mermaid from the Velocipaster, perhaps? Oh, yeah? yeah? Is that a bad one? Yeah, you don't remember? He, 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 it was obviously like the actor had shaved 
to to have the the need. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, but then it I was remember just now. like streaky, terrible comb over. It was bad. Yeah, that was a rough one, man. Um, I think the former president has the most confusing, uh, shocking, yeah. mm-hmm. horrific comb over in history. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, wait, did, did you see what was that movie with Jennifer Lawrence and and Christian Bale? Fuck, it was in the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, what was that, that called? His American character. something or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Hustle. Yeah, that was it, I believe. Yeah, and uh, his character had like that insanely confusing like comb over where it was like he had to do like a whole process to put it together, and I think it's the same thing. It's bad for, for Trump. <laughs> like I think Ugh. it is like some sort of elaborate like procedure going on to turn that bird's nest. Into you know whatever he needs to cover up the baldness. The convenient thing is, is like once you reach that point and you shave that dome, you quit aging for like twenty years. Yeah, it's true. You stop. That's amazing. Yeah. While everybody else is getting gray hair and everyone's going like, oh, you're getting older. Not you. No. Nope. Mm -mm. You're just just kicking ass. I hope I don't get to that point. I'm starting to get some really cool, like Doctor Strange style, like side grays. Like my hair's going gray on the sides first. I think it's pretty sick, personally. Yeah, it's rad. Yeah. I did get my first gray chest hair the other day. That was a trip. Whoa. Uh-oh. Just one. Yeah. Just and it fell single. right out, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think it was a rebel. I think it was an anomaly. I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to go for that Gandalf the gray look. Just Fuck like, yeah. you know, pure wizard type of thing. I like it. I like <laughs> it, man. I'll tell you what else I like. Uh, a specific little subgenre of horror movies. There's not a whole lot of movies taking place on an island in the world of horror. No, not not a ton. I mean, it it, it is a it is a very particular setting cuz anything you're going to do on an island, you know, you're going to have a lot of water and you're going to have a lot of sun. Uh usually, of course, there're islands uh, we could talk about where horror movies have been on dark and stormy islands. Ooh. Um, the lighthouse, for instance. Okay, but, you know what? That is technically an island movie. You're yeah. right. It is a lot less Jimmy Buffett-y yeah. than some of the others, yeah. though. But yeah, so a movie that that's set in an island situation like this, like Sweetheart, that we did, uh, I think back in April or, or yeah, March, dude. maybe that was good, man. That yeah, was a really was cool movie. Yep, really cool movie. Quick little like uh, like eighty nine ish minutes or so. I really fucking enjoyed it. Just thought it was great. Yeah. And and it really cool has one. that like island feel to it that I'm looking for where uh like you You're stranded, dude. Yeah, You're hopeless. You, yeah, you just get that like feeling of like you you're in this like beautiful, like absolutely gorgeous like landscape, but you're all alone and You're fucking like, doomed. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, Sweetheart did that really well. There, there are obviously ones like uh, Shutter Island again that is on like more of a dark island. That uh, I remember liking that movie. Yeah, and it's not horror; it's more of a thriller. But it's, uh, you know, honestly, <laughs> the elements to that that are horror are horrific. I don't want to spoil oh God, it for yeah. anybody because uh, it is That's kind cool of a movie. twisty movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that that Shutter Island. Who, buddy? Because the the feel of it is very like you know isolated and and inescapable and all that stuff. 
And that, oh yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, it's exactly what you want in an island movie. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever done it as well as a movie that used to haunt the Walmart five dollar DVD bin. You remember that? What's that? Like the uh, the bin of DVDs. Oh yeah, no, yes, like oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I thought you were asking <laughs> if I remembered the movie. I was like, I have no idea. I, uh, yeah, of course they I, they still have they still have uh, uh, like a bin. I think it's like. I, I think they're six or seven dollars now, but whatever. Yes, that was a very like naked gun moment in the yeah. podcast right there. Yeah, what's uh, that? It was a bin of movies yeah. that cost five dollars. <laughs> Stupid. That's not important. So, right now. <laughs> did you ever watch Pinata Survival Island? Wait, what? Yeah, dude. It is a movie about a bunch of fucking I think spring breakers that go to an island and there's a haunted pinata. Um. I think this sounds like a like a great Friday night movie. You goddamn right <laughs> that it is, dude. Dude, survival. it is such a piece of shit. Piñata Survival Island, okay? Yes. I think I have a copy. I think we have it like in storage somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's one of those ones you can find streaming somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube or Tubi or somewhere, yeah. It is a big piece of shit. Like not a normal <laughs> one, like big piece of shit. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Now, one of the elements this movie brings in that I think is definitely a high mark is the fact that it features a scene of what's got a zombie fighting on an animal, a shark animal specifically. Holy moly. Yeah. We, a zombie versus a shark? I ain't never seen that before. No, and we'll get into how fucking cool that, that is uh, as we break down the movie, but... You know, yeah, you could see zombies fight some other animals. There's, you know, uh, a tiger in The Walking Dead takes out okay. some zombies. That's um, cool. You know, y- y- this is. I'm sure there've been dogs against zombies before. There's got to be uh, a shark against a zombie is kind of the the one of the more outlandish ones you could imagine. But it's a I unique think, feature. Yeah, I could think of uh, a number more that would be interesting. What about a gator? Oh, an alligator down down on the bayou. Down on the bayou, ha ha, ha ha. You talking about maybe the the zombies all hopped up on the mirepoix? He got the onion. <laughs> yeah, I would love that if the zombie was all hopped up on mirepoix. <laughs> they brought him back from the dead using the zataran seasoning, the crawfish ball. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Can you? I mean, you can see what I'm talking. Actually, they've done this. Now that I think about it, on um, uh, fuck American Horror Story, the one the the one that was in New Orleans. Oh yeah, they had the. Uh, I mean, they didn't have gators. Uh, they had zombies in New Orleans. So like, and the Mirapois, and they had the Mirapois. The yes. So I could see a zombies in New Orleans situation, and then it ends up in a swamp. Zombies versus gators. Like, that could be awesome. Could Emerald Lagasse be one of the zombies, please? Absolutely. Bam. I'm thinking he, like, he cracks open a skull on a person. He's about mm-hmm. to chomp into those yep. brains, and he's like, ah, nope. And he hits it with some seasoning. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Then he just dives <laughs> right in, right? We'll have Emerald Lagasse and Paul Prudhomme and uh, <laughs> anybody else. Uh, New Chef Orleans. Paul, dude. <laughs> dude, uh, I love it. I'm here for this. Yeah. I I, th- I think absolutely uh, zombies versus gators. What do you think, <laughs> dude? I want to see a zombie try to take on a goose. 
Just any goose. <laughs> Not a special goose. Just, just literally regular any goose. goose. Regular goose. I, yeah, you know? I think the zombies would get frustrated. Like, so immediately. like And kind of scared. Well, dude, the thing is, is like a goose can just bite and twist and tear the flesh off of a person. Yeah. Now imagine they're a rotted corpse. There's no contest. Yeah. That thing is pulling off like major muscle groups right off of a zombie that wasn't even interested in the goose anyway. Honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't be a zombie versus a goose. It would just be a goose sees a zombie and is like, fuck that thing and goes after it. I want it be a fight. Now I want a zombie apocalypse movie. That is just straight zombie apocalypse for an hour and 40 minutes. And then they look out like they're, they're cornered in a farmhouse or something. And somebody looks out the window and they're like, is that, is that geese? And the geese just fucking <laughs> flock down and eat all the zombies. They save the day. That's the, yeah. the, the, the Oh, you know what that is? Goose X Machina. <laughs> <laughs> Goose X that could work for any story where it's Absolutely. like things are going wrong a flock of geese descend down out of the air and destroy the enemy that could be any movie 100 percent. oh my god i want that could that. have been the end of the lord of the rings like fucking yes. Gollum, he takes the ring back and then goose x machina <laughs> a goose steals it from him and runs off <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever thought up during this show. Yeah, Goose, Goose X, X Machina. Machina. <laughs> just the possibility that in any movie, for any reason, yep. a goose could just appear and ruin it, and you'd yeah. accept it and be like, yeah, that, that happens sometimes. Yep. yep, geese do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. One of the things about this movie that really intrigued me is, of course, this scene that we're going to talk about with this uh, yeah, zombie versus shark that starts off as a scene where a woman is doing some skaboobin. <laughs> oh, boy. She's scoobin with her boob out. Yeah, skaboobin. And, um, man, the uh, the wardrobe department was short on apparel that day. Well, you know, I listen, I have no complaints. Zero complaints about it. Uh, but, yes, I can imagine if I were that woman and I became a zombie, I'd be the worst. That's kind of what I was thinking about. It's like she got away unscathed in the movie, but had she been infected with the the zombie virus, she would have spent her undead life wearing just a dang old groin string and some Cuba gear. She'd yeah. have had a Cuba mask on and a tank and yeah. flippers and just been like, I guess this <laughs> is my undead life now. Right. Could you imagine that? No. Could you imagine a zombie just coming at you in Cuba gear? <laughs> with flippers on? And a G-string. I was okay. So the G-string would 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 like lure people in in the first like week or so before she really started to like decompose. Yeah, people yeah, be like, "Wait, is that, that would get just less a appealing?" Yeah, lady with her tits out. Um, and then like she could you know maybe get close enough to 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 actually kill you. But I feel like those flippers are just gonna eventually like make her incapable of really walking around as a zombie right because like they shuffle so it's got to be clumsy it's yeah. got to be hella clumsy right yeah so yeah you you just would hate to end up in that outfit as a zombie that would be unfortunate right there man are there any 
outfits, ensembles that you would think of as being the best or worst to be wearing whenever you get caught by a zombie and sent to the realm of the living dead? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, obviously, just in any situation where you might be just in your underwear would, would be bad. It's in but, your drawers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- there could be worse, I feel like. Like, what if I you, think so. What if you were in your bad underwear? You, you know, the pair Ooh, yeah. you still haven't... Like, you keep just in case, right. They're the ones that you wear after you've done a week on vacation. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can see... You can see directly through them, but there's not a hole in them yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You're yep. wearing those, and maybe you're wearing that shirt that is like a, a little too ratty, and maybe has like some pit stains or something. Unfortunate. Like, yeah. Yeah. You just get caught in your wor- your worst, like not even your most comfortable sit around the house clothes, just like the shit you put on when you're doing laundry. <laughs> Ah, oh, unfortunate. Worst. Yeah, that would be no good, man. Yeah. That'd be what no about good. you? What do you think would be the worst? I can think of a couple scenarios. I I think if I got you know uh, if my my combination wisdom tooth extraction slash vasectomy combo <laughs> got interrupted by a zompocalypse, that would be bad. You know, and it's like I'm traipsing out of there with just a a face full of gauze and like just my scrotes out. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty embarrassing. That would definitely hurt my YouTube following. I'm pretty sure. You know what? Uh, maybe, maybe increase it. I, I don't know. Say maybe it brings in a new audience of people it who could. are like, "Oh, I didn't know it was like that." Freaky. I think that you know, like, let's say you're having a colonoscopy done, uh-huh. and you know, the, the the apocalypse breaks out and the zombies take you over, and mm-hmm. you just gotta shamble around with a dang old camera hanging at your butt. <laughs> I'd be unfortunate. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That'd be no good, man. Oh, That'd be man. no good. What What do you think is a best case scenario? Like, what oh. outfit do you want to spend your living dead in? Well, I would want it to be something memorable. I mean, you don't want to be the person in flippers, but you do as well. Because, like, you're never going to forget that time you saw a zombie with her tits out and a G-string and flippers with scuba gear on her back. Like that's so, true. Yeah. So like I making feel, memories for somebody. Yeah, I feel like the best thing you could be as a zombie is is memorable, right? So I don't know. Uh, what? Like it'd be a good time to be in a clown outfit. That'd really be like really like play up on people's fears. <laughs> mm, it'd be fun. It would be cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, what? Okay, so this this could be very fun. If you're you're in a Frankenstein costume, so people just keep thinking you're in character. Oh, he's just being a Frankenstein, right? Yeah, and then no, I'm being a zombie. Eat, you know. That'd be good. You could get a lot of business that way. <laughs> yes, and you do. That's like the most important thing as a zombie is repeat business. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot, man. It's a good call. Yeah. What about you? I think that. You know what? If I got caught, like, let's say, uh, being in part of a, a, a renaissance fair, like a Ren Fair reenactment kind of thing, okay. where I was in a full suit of armor, maybe, uh-huh. that could be cool, that right? That could be very beneficial, yes. Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, for one, it'd look fucking sick. Have you ever yeah. seen a, a zombie knight? I guess kind of in Game of Thrones, you sort of did. Yeah, yeah. and Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen them in video games and stuff, but yes, it's cool. 
But, you know, too, I'm thinking it's like it would alert other people of my presence. You can't be very stealthy. You can't really creep up on anybody wearing all that that plate mail and no, shit, right? No, no, they're going to hear you. So that's a good start. Also, if I've got like a face shield, there's no way I'm biting anybody. Oh, so okay. So I just get to shamble around in cool armor all the time. All right. So that could be worse. You were taking the opposite approach where you were like, I don't actually want to like zombie anybody. I don't I think I like, want to, honestly. I, how do I scare the shit out of people and zombie them the most? <laughs> <laughs> zombie them the most. Yeah. yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> well, man, I'll tell you what. There's just a lot of topics that this movie needs exploring, and yeah. I look forward to hearing your all's answers over on our Facebook group. That thing is just popping. I'll tell you what. It sure it is. be popping over there, man. It sure is popping. Head on over 1,000 strong. And growing. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. It's a good old thing, man. We've gotten a few like fucking spam bots lately. Yeah, we Does have. that mean you've made it? Yeah, I think I think we've made it. We're <laughs> once you get to spam bot territory, you know. Woo! All right. We and did it. Once you get the, a ton of people joining and being like, wait, what podcast are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, what? Is it a podcast? That's like I thought this know. is a necrophiliac group. That's like you know your Facebook group is ultra successful. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I yep. think you're right. All right, Steve, the topic of today's movie is one, zombie, a.k.a. zombie two, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. zombie flesh eaters. Uh-huh. Um, a.k.a. a lot of other titles. I think it has like three or four other names that it's known by, right? Oh, I, I didn't write them all down. I only got the three. There's a mess of them. There's a whole <laughs> gaggle of them. There's gobs of them, even. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this came out in a 1979, the same year that Billy Corgan once crooned about. 1979. You think this movie was what inspired that song? I'm pretty sure that it is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff woman and a shark <laughs> you remember the third verse right yeah it was, the, it was hidden you had to you like you had to skip to like track 99 mm-hmm. and it would yeah. play that that hidden third verse about i picture billy zombie. corgan sitting there with his little notebook paper and a pen writing cool stuff woman and a shark <laughs> like that's rock and roll history <laughs> and everybody else was like hey maybe we don't include that on the track and he was like it's really cool guys two verses is good you know two verses we're in right i'm gonna Let's put it, it at the very end just for fun <laughs> maybe it's like that yeah when was the first time you watched this film by a lucio fulci I remember seeing this as a, a kid and being very confused by it, and it not uh, <laughs> it not sticking well, except for the boobs, um, and and that. I mean, like even the even the um, eyeball thing didn't stick. Um, it really was interesting. Just, yeah, it really was just the zombie shark and boobs, like were the only things I could really remember from it until watching it as an adult. Um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it maybe was at a period where I wasn't able to comprehend fully what was happening because <laughs> mm-hmm. when I think back on it, I can see why my brain didn't really imprint a lot with like all the dubbing and stuff being as it is. Cause I didn't see a lot of Italian movies as a kid. I just remember seeing this one, um, and and none other than this so it, it kind of felt like a fever dream 
when I would yeah, think yeah, back definitely. to it, where it was like, what was that again? It was there was a zombie fighting a shark, right? Like, and it, like even saying it out loud, it's like that can't be right. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like he made this up, but yeah. no, it's very real. Very, yeah. very real. Yeah. When was the first time you saw this? Man, I'm trying to remember exactly. It was during those college years uh, or post college years. And I'm trying to remember if this is one that our good buddy Brandon showed us or if it's one that I want to say that Kate brought home hmm. when she was working at CD Swap Shop okay. because the DVD looks really sick. It does. I yeah. can't remember which one came first, honestly. Um, I do remember that we watched it with Brandon, and I think he's the one that coined the term Skaboobin. Skaboobin. Which this has yeah. a plenty in it, plenty uh-huh. of Skaboobin. But I remember watching this movie and thinking, holy fuck, this is silly as shit. There's some great gore, zombie versus shark, uh, eye gouge scene, and I didn't really remember a lot of the specifics. Like, this is the first time that I've really sat down and watched this movie start to finish, probably since I saw it the first time. Like, it's always been on in the background, like whenever we have a, you know, a Halloween party or whatever. It's one of those movies just to kind of have on. Sure, yeah. Uh, but whenever you just kind of like sit down and watch it, you're like, I remember the high points. I do not remember the low points, of which there are <laughs> there quite a few, a few honestly. Yeah, there quite are a few, few man. Uh-huh. I think this is the first Fulci movie that we've done, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. First Fulci movie. Uh, also, his first horror movie. Uh, really? Non Giallo horror movie. Just like, this is pure horror. We're, we're not huh. even like, no who done it, nothing of the sort. Just zombies. Zombies done it. It's yeah, pretty obvious. Zombies done it. Yeah, he he had done you know jealous stuff before this, but after this he does you know a good bit more horror, uh, including uh, one that we all love, House by the Cemetery. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the Beyond also great, uh, City of the City of the Living Dead, etc. Like, um, he he you know. He also had uh, his Jalo stuff. Like I, I think, don't don't torture a, a duckling is one of his, right? I thought that was Argento. Well, maybe it's not. No, I'm pretty sure hmm. it's Fulci. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah. So he he's coming into this. This is actually at a point in his career where he, he kind of like, you know, he had done a ton of stuff. He had done like comedy and spaghetti westerns and all sorts of stuff. And this kind of helped revive his career and led to all those other movies I just mentioned. Um. Other than don't torture a duckling, which was earlier. Yeah. Uh, so this this was kind of really good for him, and uh, he wasn't the first choice. They they had, uh, were going to go with a, a, another director, and then at a certain point, uh, uh, I think there was a, a third person even in the mix. But um, uh, they ended up eventually landing on Fulci. This obviously um, the most important thing to know about this movie is that this is a uh, was kind of pitched in Italy as a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Which it totally is, <laughs> obviously, from the story. Duh. Right, yeah. Uh, so, so basically, kind of the, the storyline, the timeline of how this comes together is, uh, you know, Romero finished the... Um, the the you know uh, working on dawn of the dead and he sent it to argento to be edited and for goblin to do the score yeah uh, argento's edit was for for the italian audience 
uh if you've seen it it's the longer edit it's i, I like it more it, it's just Fucking longer sad. yeah um but it so it was it was you know during this time that a few other people kind of saw it and started talking about it and then the the movie itself dawn of the dead came out first in italy uh in september of 78 and then it came out here in america in april of 79 so this movie comes hmm. out in august of 79 four months after it comes out in america geez uh, that is tight yeah yeah they it, they took a month to shoot and about three months after that it, it was out in theaters um and, and that's that, insane yeah and, and we've you know we've talked about this a little bit that like in italy uh, you you can uh you can title a movie. You could make Suspiria two if you wanted to. Like you could just yeah. The copyright laws are a little different there. Yeah, a little bit different. So, um, to you know, make a, a supposed sequel to Dawn of the Dead, which was called Zombie in Italy, which is why this is referred to as Zombie Two, uh, wasn't like a big deal. But it obviously is like it's kind of a cash in thing, right? Like you're trying to <laughs> you're getting asses in seats. Yeah, yeah you're trying to ride that, that wave and get it out real quick and, and whatnot and you know we've done we've done movies on the the screaming chat like shocking dark and, and stuff like that that are just like uh clearly like an an, an aliens ripoff or whatever and we like clearly done very fast and cheaply and whatnot um but you know they, this was this one's a little bit different in, in that this i think feels even though it is rushed and even though as you said there are a couple a couple two or three times where it lulls a bit this is quality man this is a quality movie that brings a lot of that like what you want from an italian horror movie but also um like the story if you pay attention and you do have to because the exposition can be boring but if you do pay yeah. attention, the story's pretty tight and interesting and kind of maybe gets at some interesting ideas about, uh, you know, uh, colonialism and um, stuff like that. So, mm. and we'll get into that. But I, I, yeah. I think this is, uh, you know, despite, despite like what you may think about, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to just squeak in a sequel to somebody else's movie, uh, Lucio Fulci took this seriously as did uh dardana sacchetti who who uh got the writing credit like and, and everybody seems to be doing like a really good job in this it's just um sometimes clearly the script uh is relying too much on exposition uh, yeah it is a little bit expositiony man and also yeah. too i think this is the first italian dubbed movie that I believe that I ever saw. Oh, okay. Uh, which, you know, if well, you're yeah, not familiar with it, if you've not watched a bunch of, like, Argento stuff and you're kind of used to it, it can be a little bit disarming. It can But be. honestly, it's such, like, a hallmark of the genre it that is. I'm yep. pretty okay with it by now. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me at all. And I think this one actually isn't even that bad because... The majority, uh, uh, majority, four of the seven main cast are speaking English, so yeah, so it lines up pretty well. Yeah, um, and yeah, the the other three are are, are speaking Italian. Uh, that would be the the uh, couple in the boat, 
and the doctor, the main doctor. They're all speaking in mm-hmm. Italian. Okay. Uh, but I I think in, in general that's yeah, you, you you get used to that. And if you can get past that, this movie it really has man, it brings off it brings like an awful lot of really cool stuff, especially considering that it's it's trying to like bring back in the voodoo element of zombie movies, which was like all zombie movies from the thirties to the, you know, before Romero were yeah, yeah. the voodoo zombie type of movies, unless they were space zombies. Um, in this case, like it's, you're bringing back in the voodoo element because that, I mean, that was kind of a little hinted at in Dawn of the dead with like when they're in the apartment building, some of the concepts of, of voodoo. So like, you're bringing that back in hardcore and making that a big element of it, which is, you know, I guess the explanation for these zombies, but like the, the fact that you then end up having to focus so much on that explanation that you have to do so much exposition for that explanation that then the movie, I mean, the movie could be, I think, probably 10 to 15 minutes shorter without losing much. Yeah, I think so. Because really, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just like, oh, there's a woman. There's a, they're in New York. There's a boat with zombies on it. We should go investigate. We go there. There's zombies. Bah. Like, yeah. there doesn't have to really be that much, that much explanation for anything going on here, right? No, and, and yeah. And, and so that, that's why I think... They they are definitely trying to say something about uh, colonizers and because I mean that that is always uh, connected to zombie lore oh. is the concept of like colonizers and, and and people coming in and essentially stealing away humanity of the the people who already live in, in an oh, area. Oh, I see. Yeah. So is that like why they brought like the conquistadors and shit into this? Yes. Because yeah. that seemed like a random pull, but it I did. guess if you're mm-hmm. saying that they are trying to yeah, say something about that, that would make sense. I always yeah. thought that was like a really random pull, but I guess under that lens, it does make a little bit more sense. Yeah, and, and you're, you're dealing with um, uh, voodoo too, which is a, a West African uh, religion being brought in because of the slave trade so they're definitely like pointing to the slave trade and pointing mm. to like uh, uh imperialism and stuff like that uh at the end of the film like i still don't know exactly what they're saying about it except it seems it seems to be pot like it seems to be a good thing that they're getting at that basically we get this like early scene where there's a white doctor uh, there is a white medical examiner, a black medical examiner and the white medical examiner is talking down to him and being like, obviously a racist dickhead. Yeah, uh, I know. Right. Like that really stood it to me this time as I was taking notes where I was like, damn, this doctor guy yeah, is really <laughs> talking down to this fucking black guy in here. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I was just wondering like, well, wait, why is that in there? But then when you pay attention to like that, all the exposition that's going on, what you're seeing is two white doctors who refuse to listen to the people who live on the Island and the people who are very familiar with voodoo 
and who yeah, are telling to have them, the actual explanation yeah. for why this is happening. Yeah. So their their refusal to listen and to leave is what ends up uh, ending them and and their families. Some of them. So. Huh. Interesting. You know that that's fun because like after I watched this movie, I was kind of thinking to myself like, okay, that wasn't really like Romero social commentary right. movie. Like this is just zombies because I don't know they're there and they eat brains or whatever. But that does kind of add an extra layer onto this that I appreciate. That's pretty fucking cool. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and then there's there's also you know the element of how the um, the the boat from the the uh colonized and and now like country full of slaves uh then brings the zombie virus to new york which mm. is uh, is kind of you know commentary on the ways in which america was involved in the slave trade i mean making this uh set basically in america and in uh the caribbean is really pointing to the slave trade and pointing to like colonization a lot so like hmm. i i think there there's an attempt at making some sort of uh, message here i i it's it's muddy i think i mean obviously the script has pacing issues but it also you know has issues of like what it wants to be because of the dawn of the dead coming out and them being like, okay, we want it to be that, and we want to make this movie that, because um, they that was just such a quick turnaround from what the original script was kind of wanting to do. So, I, I I think there there's an attempt, but I don't know exactly what it is saying. So, mm, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anybody out there could maybe uh, distill it for us and let us know on the social media, I'd I'd love to hear it. Maybe you do, man. Maybe you do. Now, the cast in this isn't necessarily a lot of people that I recognize. Yeah, um, no. I think we have somebody <laughs> in who who is uh, Rosemary's sister, right? Yeah, we got Rosemary's sister, uh, uh, Tisa Farrow, who's Mia Farrow's sister. Um, she is in another movie, um, Anthropophagus, which we watched on the last drive in not, not long ago that has a similar some similar vibe of an island of, really? of, of um zombies yeah okay run on but man. i think run they're on. i think they're cannibals in that or i can't remember that movie at all <laughs> fucking sick yeah yeah the cast isn't really anybody that i exactly recognized and it's always tough with these kinds of movies you know that are dubbed and everything to talk about anybody's performance because it just seems weird overall it's kind of impossible yeah. to rate the acting when in reality nothing that you're seeing and hearing is connected period well i think you can gather uh i i think that the you know the guy who plays brian who's the the blonde guy on the boat with the beard i think he does a good job of being this sort of stoic um i i don't know exactly how to describe him i mean he's very stoic is the best way to put it i mean his his girlfriend dies and he just kind of he kind of no sells it. it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like he—he's definitely affected by it, as we see later. But he just kind of no sells it, and and I think that's the character, and I think the actor did a good job with that. Um, I also think like the the scenes between the doctor and his wife, um, it, it could 
it could be easy to see that as like kind of soap opera level acting, but when you're paying attention, like of what's going on with his wife, like she he is taking her to this island and keeping her on this island, even though they know there are zombies on the island and that the zombies will kill them, and that there's a virus, I guess, or something that's killing people as well. But I don't know if that's the zombieism or not. Not really sure what's going on there. Uh, sh- she, the island is disconnected from everywhere, so she's completely alone. Um, and I'm. It shows her taking a pill, which one might think is like, oh, she she has some form of mental illness or whatever. Uh, but I think it's just him drugging her uh, to keep oh. her complacent, and like she. She has all the reason in the world to be extremely dramatic in that scene, and I think she's actually doing a really good job in that in that that scene of like interpreting the character as appropriately uh, pissed off. Hmm. How do you think the shark does in this movie? <laughs> oh, poor shark! I feel terrible for this shark. I have to. I mean, I I looked into this because I was you know watching it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do they do this? Yeah. Like any person that watches this movie would do. Yeah. yeah. And, and because the, there's just full on a scene in this movie pretty much for no reason, let's be honest, uh-huh. where, yeah, a woman is topless, uh, ass out, scuba diving, scuba right. Uh-huh. Because. Uh, because. <laughs> because reasons. Yeah. There's a shark. Right. I mean, which happens in the ocean. Which does happen. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it is a real life woman and a real life shark. It is. And then a real life zombie down there <laughs> kind of breaks up the entire ruckus there and uh, gets in a fight with the shark while the lady escapes. Yeah, and well, dude, this scene, I, I remember like the first time that I watched this movie, this being the big standout of just being like, what in the fuck? Yeah. How did they do this? Like, how did they fake this? Like, I was, you know, watching this with Jaws in mind, where I was like, okay, yeah. they made a big mechanical shark. Right. They were doing some clever editing choices. Meanwhile, over in Italy, they're just like, oh, yeah, put a guy in a tank with a shark, I guess. Make him fight. Uh-huh. The guy's grabbing it by the gills and biting it. Uh, the shark bites off his arm. I mean, obviously, it's a prosthetic arm, but it's just like there was still some level of teeth getting really close to this guy's body now, in real life. I d- How the fuck did they do this? Um. Okay, so as far as I first read, I, I was under the impression because I... I read that uh, the the zombie uh, is played by the shark's trainer, and then I was like, "Wait, do sharks have trainers? Can you train? Can a you train shark? a shark?" And then I was yeah. like, "No, that's not a thing." So I read into it more, and uh, it's it's very much a 1979 idea of an animal trainer, meaning, oh, it'll kind of do what you tell it to. You're a trainer, I guess. Um, I think back then, trainer meant he's the one that. administers the calming drugs to the shark (laughs) he's Uh, the one that gets the shark drunk i I did (laughs) read that it was sedated but then i read what actually happened was these are just this is a shark this is a wild shark this is not in an aquarium this is a shark they they found several tiger sharks and they uh tried to feed them to try to like get one to stay in the area so they kept like feeding do. them and one eventually kind of kept circling the boat so they just basically kept feeding it until it got too exhausted to like fight or bite anyone and then they did this 
What? Yeah. So this wasn't like filmed in a in a tank or anything? Uh it was filmed in Mexico. Uh there was <laughs> coral. I I don't I I don't see it doesn't look like a tank. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Like, I, I can't imagine anybody trying to make this now. I mean, obviously, if they did it now, it would be a CGI shark and a CGI man and CGI all this. water. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. would be CGI, yeah. 100% fake. Like, this is the only time that you get to see this is in this fucking movie. Yeah. A guy underwater with no kind of, like, tank or rebreather no. in zombie makeup and uh-huh. costume fighting a shark. How the fuck did they film this? Because that guy had to keep coming back up for air yeah. and stuff. I, and then they just resume filming yeah. him wrestling a shark underwater yeah. while trying to hold his breath and not fucking drown? As I said, or yeah. Or get eaten by a shark? <laughs> I read I read a couple a couple different tales on that. Yeah, the, uh, one said, yeah, it was sedated and it, it was the shark's trainer. And it's like, I don't think that is a thing. So I'm, I'm not inclined to believe that. I uh, I also I'm um, uh, like I also read that uh uh a gay who plays uh the divey lady. I can't remember anybody's name in this except for Brian for some <laughs> yeah, reason. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh the divey lady, I read she couldn't swim. Somebody taught not her good. how to swim in the hotel pool and then she was like afraid to do it in the ocean and they threw her in. No. Yeah. So this what? whole scene seems abusive in general to everyone and everything. Everyone involved. and everything involved. Yes. But my God, is it ever cool to watch? It is really <laughs> it's like, so fucking cool. Like, where Dude, are you ever going to see anything like this again? Never. Uh, you hopefully, won't. Hopefully not. Because again, as I said, it is abusive. I mean, I guess you could get somebody who could actually swim, but you can't. Uh, like, uh, there's no shark out there in the world that's going to cooperate with this. <laughs> No, no, not at all. I mean, do you think that that guy that had originally signed up to be the one fighting the shark in the right. zombie makeup, do you think he really got sick that day? No, I, I guarantee he, really he was like, I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Fight a shark, you say? No. Yeah, in makeup. Yeah. What? No. And this is a $500,000 budget. Like, it's not like they're paying a ton no, not enough to you know make it worth doing that for fucking no. sure, man. Nope. But dude, the thing about this is, is like other than just how fucking random and cool it is, I remember whenever I watched this the first time, it being like a really mind blowing thing where I was like, zombies could be underwater. Yeah, they don't need oxygen. They don't yep. need to breathe. This yep. is like that time. I think I've told this uh, this story on the show when. I was delivering pizzas and I delivered a pizza to a blind guy in a motel room and I couldn't tell if he was home or not because all the lights were off. And then I was like, holy fuck, blind people don't ever need to turn the lights on. It was just like (laughs) mind blowing for me. Listen, sometimes you have those little revelations that are just like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 And this was like that. Yeah. Watching this is that. I agree with you. Yeah. So fucking rad. Like easily the highlight of this movie. One of the coolest things I've, I've ever seen in a movie period which this this movie is so funny because it is kind of this weird rhythm of like unbelievably fucking cool stuff yeah and then just kind of like boring 70s exposition yeah shit. yeah that that happens I, like so the 
Skaboobin, uh, and then Zombie versus Shark, and then Eye Piercing, that all occurs like in a row, basically. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. then that's 46 minutes in, and then you slow down for the next like 15 to 20. Uh, and then it speeds back up again. Like at the end, it's like just all sorts of like fucking kills and, you know, crazy wild stuff going on. This is a first gear or fifth gear movie. Right. Sixth gear if you're on a Harley. <laughs> like that's that's all there is to it. It is either all or nothing. Yeah. This entire flick. But like the cool stuff is so fucking cool. It is. Yeah. That you that you stick with it. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, they're they're just kind of like hanging out on this island. They're doing a lot of explaining right now. But I know something else fucking sick is gonna happen because of the stuff that I just saw. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean and there's like a cool spirit to it, despite what all I just said about the second unit uh, doing the the shark fight, because there's definitely not a cool spirit to that. Uh, but uh, f- uh, the stuff in New York, like all of that is stolen. Like they didn't get permits for anything. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. They're just doing that gorilla style, huh? Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't afford to like shut down the Brooklyn Bridge, so that's why you're seeing traffic at the end when you see zombies. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like this zombie invasion happening. Meanwhile, people are like, "Well, I still gotta get in and out of the city for my job or whatever." Right? So. Yeah. The- Honestly, though, that is how New York would be if there was a zombie apocalypse. Let's be honest. It's true. It's true. Uh, the 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 like peer cops or whatever were actually off duty cops the um the office that they meet in for like the you know because uh our our main uh like male protagonist is uh a reporter who works for vague newspaper of some sort i guess that he works for fulci dude he works for fulci yeah who who plays the publisher uh but that that uh, like they got permission to shoot that from the janitor and the janitor got fired for it <laughs> holy shit really <laughs> yes that's like, awesome yeah it's uh, that's cool as fuck like it, it is cool to think like you know they took five hundred thousand dollars and like a real compressed amount of time and you know even the premise of you're making a sequel to somebody else's movie which fulci entirely just ignored like he didn't think of it as i'm making a sequel and hated that they marketed that way uh in italy um but you know to think of all that coming together and creating some of the moments and some of the greatness that is in this movie is like wow it's fucking that's awesome yeah yeah totally man what some of the other like moments of of epic zombie shit you think of when you think of this flick um, when the conquistadors start uh, <laughs> resurrecting, is when I it, love those POV shots, yeah. man. Where it's like the, the camera is rising up out of the, yeah. I guess, three inches of dirt that they're buried mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. and like kind of like wipes the dirt off of the camera lens. Those yeah. those POV shots are so sick, man. They are. They're really cool. Uh, you get a lot of good kills there, just in the graveyard bit, uh, and then of course you know that that once once everything starts happening in the graveyard. Uh, that's when it picks all back up, and that last like fifteen to twenty minutes is just awesome. Balls to the wall, zombie oh, yeah, apocalypse dude. type type of yeah, shit. Yeah, the, the like Maltov cocktail fight with yeah. that that soundtrack. That's that blum 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 kind of like slog is yeah. so fucking memorable for me, man. So fun. Yeah, um, I think 
you know uh and and earlier um as we said the the lady getting her eye pierced by that dude slide of wood is holy shit it's probably the best shot and edited uh kill in this because like it, it does a good job of of like you get the the shot that's focused on the end of the piece of wood uh, oh yeah and then the shot of her like like the the hand through the door pulling her toward it and it like does like just a these these like real good tight edits that make you feel like you're seeing it happen then edit it away then come back to it and now you're seeing the the you know prosthetic or whatever uh man and it is brutal like just it's unreal brutal man. yeah because yeah. like you're watching the scene kind of unfold and it's like yeah it's shown you pointy bit of wood it's shown you her eye going towards it and you just keep waiting for it to cut you just keep yeah. waiting for it to cut to like you know either the scene is over or it's the back of her head and there's a squelching noise yeah but it just shows you. It yeah. shows you that eye getting closer and closer to that huge splinter and then it going into the eye and her just like screaming and shit. Yeah. Well, it's unflinchingly brutal. And, and of course, like this was uh, this was during the video nasty period in the UK. Uh, so this this was cut down a good bit. And that was one of the things that they cut. Basically, it started you know starts to pull her toward it and then uh it cuts to the next scene so like if you're oh. if you're british and you're watching you're just like what the fuck mate or you know whatever oh <laughs> she's got her oh out doesn't she yeah they oh. didn't actually get the full edit there until 2005 which would suck for you know this kind of classic italian horror yeah yeah Wow, man. That entire scene, though, let's talk about that a little bit, because at that point in the movie, there's been all these just, like, weird random close-ups on her eyes. Like, anytime she's been on camera, Mm -hmm. the camera, like, really deliberately zooms in on her eyes. And And she has, like, a distinct eye color. She does, yeah. She's got those, like, very distinct eyes, and it it is, like, uh, you know, it's good foreshadowing. Uh, because it's pulling you in and making you like really pay attention to her eyes, but then it's all the more impressive when you're seeing, you know, the, the effect, um, and it, it, it looks so much like the face that you've been seeing, seeing up yeah. to this point. Oh, like, yeah. like it, it, it really would have been kind of like insane to keep showing that close up, that close up, and then have a bad makeup effect. And luckily that wasn't going to be the case when you have Giannetto De Rossi doing your makeup. Well, but also too, it had that great setup where it didn't just show her in a shower. She was in a shower surrounded by mirrors so that you can see everything in one shot. Yes. <laughs> That's just being resourceful. You know, it is, it is. I, <laughs> what is, what is the reasoning there where it's like, <laughs> you take a shower there are the mirrors. Uh, like, why? I mean, the reason, why? Uh, the reasoning for almost everything leading into this movie is we could make a money. Like, they, <laughs> like they they put a shark in there because of Jaws, right? Like, you, it's got to be. Yeah, like you, you you're you're trying to ride the wave of a Romero sequel. Like, uh, you you're gonna show boobs because you want people to hear. 
hey, there's a, a long period where a chick is just in a G-string with her boobs out. And then there's another <laughs> one where a woman's just in a shower with her boobs out. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it really was like like maximizing potential for profit. It sure does seem that way. It seems yeah. a little exploitive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it definitely does have that that feel to it. But it's also like, I think there's more of like a comfortability with it, which is kind of like something uh, that I think it was going on in that scene a little bit when she's preparing to scuba because we see the reaction of the uh you know the reporter guy who seems a little like oh what the hell's going on here with uh this woman just you know whipping out her taters uh <laughs> but like there's a there's an almost utilitarian uh bit to what she's wearing it's almost like she's she's just like i don't want anything interfering i don't want anything maybe flowing up or whatever i, I want to get down there and get those fish pictures i guess I guess so. Yeah. Show them fish some boobies if they never seen them. <laughs> maybe, Let them live. Maybe I don't know. That helps. Like the fish are like, what are those? Dude, that that scene cracks me up because you're right. It's like our main guy and our main girl. Like it shows the main dude, and he's kind of kind of ogling her a little bit, right? And then it shows our main lady there. Uh huh. And it seems like at first she's kind of also ogling her, but that- then looks over at our guy and she's like, wait. You're ogling her too? Oh, come on. <laughs> we can't all ogle this woman's gorgeous body. No. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think like, uh, I, 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 I like the comfortability with nudity idea. I do not like the idea of it being uh, something that um, is actually exploitative. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, it, you know, if, if the people being exploited are the audience's love for boobs, like... That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think about the dang old zombies in this movie? What do you think about how these zombies look, act, and so on? Um, man, I, I really do like the designs. I mean, it's going uh, you know, directly against Romero's very simple uh zombie makeups from Dawn of the Dead because, you know, Smurf they, zombies, yeah, yeah. They just had so many they had to to do the makeup for that. It's just, you know, what, what's the quickest way to do it? Let's make them look blue. Um, this, they were definitely trying to do something specific and, and make it look like we, we've got rotten faces and whatnot here. And I like it. Um, I, I think, obviously, a, a lot, you know, some of the zombies are, are better than others. <laughs> so, like, there's definitely, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some that look really really good and and then others that are just kind of eh. um dude there's some of them that really look fantastic that you know are the zombies that were you know made on a wednesday <laughs> but whenever you get those monday or friday zombies yeah some of them straight up look like the i like turtles kid right straight yeah up yeah they do uh the conquistadors though that, that's where they really kind of shined right where it was like the most de- decomposed ones were were probably the better looking uh well also, even though that they would have been dead for like what 400 years yeah at that they just point, would have been still skeletons. Had some skin on right. the bone yeah okay <laughs> they were buried under three inches of sand for like 400 <laughs> years 
I'm pretty sure there wouldn't have been a whole lot right. left of them exactly, but yeah. they do got that dang old worm eye. That's fun. Yeah, worm eye's cool. A lot uh, of worms. I was surprised by, like, just watching, uh, you know, thinking back to the zombie versus shark fight, that he had makeup on. Like... Underwater. Underwater, yeah. Underwater, right. yeah. Like, uh, I mean, obviously huh. there's stuff that, that could be used, I assume, but, like, like, there's a point where he, like rubs his face on the underside of a tiger shark yeah he's biting the damn thing yeah dude i'm telling you this man just to keep going back to the scene because it is just fucking ridiculous yeah but, you know sometimes at night whenever i lay down and i hit the dang old sheets and pillar in order to make myself go to sleep sometimes i just think about my day i think about you know from when i woke up to when I went to bed. I try to think about my whole day, and usually okay. that lulls me to sleep. And I'm just thinking about this dang old Italian feller. Maybe he did that that night, and he's like, when I woke up, I had the espresso, and I had a meatball for breakfast, and I got the phone call from the Fulci telling me I got to swim with the shark. <laughs> I got there. I put my makeup on. I bit the shark. I got my arm bit off. Came home, had a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Had the Chianti. Yeah. Like he thought about that day. That was an unexpected day for that guy. Do you think, like when Fulci called him and said, "Tomorrow you wrestle with the fishes," he was like, "I wish yeah. you had said I sleep with the fishes." <laughs> I gotta wrestle a tiger shark. <laughs> no what a day like i had a big day yeah yeah i i really just cannot imagine it it's like no matter what else we talk about with this movie the thing that i keep always thinking about is just that scene that scene and how yeah i, I don't know it's like it's almost like a jackass scene but like it is like a jackass scene yes <laughs> like, that is the closest analog it's this in a is movie. some shit you would see yeah yeah <laughs> I love the green blood that comes off of him whenever he gets his arm bit off, by the way. Yeah, that was interesting because they had showed, like, uh, you know, when he supposedly bit into the shark that, you know, there was that bright red blood. So, yeah, like, you know, his his blood is all fucked up from being dead and underwater and whatnot. That is cool. It's tight. It's really yeah. cool, man. So, yeah, the zombies and their makeup, it does vary quite a lot. There's not, like, one look here, but, you know, given... There are zombies in various states of decomposition. I do like that they all kind of stuck with the the traditional, yeah, Haitian voodoo, hoodoo, zombie thing of them having their arms at their sides and their heads down and their eyes yeah. mainly closed, like as yeah. if they're sleepwalking. Like I know to to a lot of people that seems like a mistake or a flaw in the film, but no, they're man, I think that's extra creepy. Yeah, they're driven by magic. There, there's a, there's a, a the uh, his assistant says the juju man uh, making voodoo. So there's this like e- evil witch doctor, or well, not necessarily evil. There's a witch doctor who is uh, resurrecting them and driving them forward. And it seems like he he's specifically driving them to get rid of the white people on the island. <laughs> like again, that way. Yeah. Again, it's like. There, there's definitely something to be said there about what what this is getting at with colonialism and 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 whatnot. But there, there is like no reason for them 
to have their eyes open or have their, you know, arms up or whatever. They just drive forward as a horde. I like it. It's yeah. fucking cool. And they do eliminate the shit out of some folks in this movie, dude. They There's do. so many dang old mozzarella skin fucking bites <laughs> to the neck and yep. the the marinara it just comes a flowing out of them yeah it's it's not as bright red as an argento blood but it's still like a good kind of unbelievable red oh yeah that's yeah. some fresh blood right there for uh-huh. sure man yeah all the like throat rips and stuff and this are fucking sick man uh after that scene where uh what's her name yeah gets her her eye all poked out and stuff we have that scene later on where our main four characters come across her her body in yeah. the house, and like there's that group of zombies that are just feasting on her, and they're yeah. like tearing her guts out and stuff. God damn, dude! It looks like a fucking Cannibal Corpse album cover. It's it does. So yeah. It's brutal. Brutal. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. Like, yeah. There's not really any any action going on there. I mean, she's laying there dead, and. The zombies are pulling out blood and guts out of her, but yeah. it's just so gruesome. It's well, awesome. And it's it's a good effective moment too, because um, you know, uh the the naked diver lady, she saw a zombie, she's reported it to the other three. They didn't really know what to think of that. And then they've talked to the doctor and he's told them about this, but they don't really believe it. So they're fully confronted with, oh, here are like risen dead eating a person. <laughs> like, yeah, it's an effective moment to to get the other three into gear. Yeah, dude, I, I love earlier too. You know, before she gets her eye poked out, she's kind of fighting against those zombies, and like the fingers get cut off in the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking rad, That's man. There's so that, that cool. one scene where the the damn conquistador gets his head smashed with a oh, cross. Yes, and it just like blood just pours out. It's so great, good. Edit. so good, yeah, really good edit right yeah. there. It's really tightly controlled, man. Dude, there's seriously some just fucking fantastic gore in this. Like when I think yeah. about, yeah, seventies horror zombie movies. In terms of gore, this is pretty hard to beat. Yeah, and and like. I mean, you know, we've we've been doing the Romero of the Dead movies and have have even done, you know, Return of the Living Dead, which is a unofficial sequel and uh, you know, the the Night of the Living Dead remake in the 80s. And th- this is um this is I think even though you can easily argue it it's not exactly in the vein of the Romero of the dead movies. It also does kind of nail the Romero bits in that last 15 minutes of just like pure chaos of everybody having to like, you know, uh, rush around fighting zombies from all sides and everything. It really feels kind of like night of the living dead and, and dawn of the dead in that way. Yeah, man. What do you think about like the ending ending where it's just, yeah, oh. they've had this huge Molotov cocktail fight and then you have zombies marching on New York City. Yeah. It's very fucking bleak. It is. It is bleak. It's it's like, this is it. And and that's like, um, you know, it, it is, I think, in that way, trying to imitate Dawn of the Dead, maybe, um, because of, you know, Dawn of the Dead's entirely, like, ambiguous but likely bleak ending. Um but it, it it also like I don't know it's it seems bigger to me I don't know why 
taking it the zombie apocalypse out of Pittsburgh and into New York suddenly makes it more apocalyptic to me. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It definitely does, man. Definitely does. Yeah, so like overall with this movie, there's so much fucking cool stuff going on uh, and a lot of really memorable parts, but I, I do think after just sitting down and you know watching this and taking notes on it and everything, uh-huh. the pacing is definitely a weak point yeah, here. it is. Uh, it is. There's several points in this movie, man, where there's just so much attention to detail and so much really, really, really cool stuff going on on screen that gives you hope. And then there's other moments where you're just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. How, how competent of a movie is this? Because, <laughs> well, even in the zombie versus shark scene, the editing there is so bad where it's like his arm is off. It's back on. Anyway, it's off again. It's really badly edited during that scene. It's so cool that you don't really notice yeah. if you're not looking for it. But it, but it is there. And then there's I, other shit, too. Like, after they get into that... uh. That Jeep crash, whenever they, they, they wreck the Jeep. Yeah. And our dude is like, oh, my ankle's all fucked off. Blah. And then like five minutes later, he's just like, ah, I'm just running through this church, throwing Molotov cocktails at zombies mm. and stuff. Like, there's there's parts in this that make you go, wait, were they paying close attention? What's happening Well, I here? think, I mean, I think as far as editing with the shark fight, they probably had to just take what they got and maybe they got some stuff with him after the arm got bitten off and they're like, well, we're still going to use it because it was good. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really notice a lot of what I would think were filmmaking shortcomings. I think you got like maybe uh, production uh, time issues because you only have a month to do all this. And this is, I That's mean, That's crazy. Yeah. And the, the also the shark the shark fight was the second unit director doing that. So I, I think when we look at everything Fulci's given us here and how how quickly he had to do it, I think I think it's a, a very competently shot movie. It uh, it definitely does have, as you said, some little small issues that just kind of like do make you question like why would you do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there are also moments that are very like you. Uh, say for instance the when they get to the airport and there's kind of like a, a tracking to static shot where they, it kind of tracks them walking yeah. and then just shows us an airport for a little bit and interesting uh, an airport wow yeah and I, it's like why this but then also like it's very Italian to do that <laughs> so like I'm like I even the, the things I'm questioning I'm like yeah it kind of fits the genre though so I know, right yeah. Yeah, it's kind of easily to uh, kind of easy to blame any shortcoming on just being like, well, it's yep. a weird fucking Italian movie from yep. the seventies. So, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Some of the pacing is a little bit up and down. It's it's a lot of cool stuff, some dead time, some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is pretty wacky, but I, I, love I it. like it personally. I love, it, I yeah. love the soundtrack. It's really Dude, weird. Those yeah. like those really like beachy islandy moments uh-huh. just sound like goddamn like crash bandicoot soundtrack yes, or something I was gonna say, it's absolutely. really goofy a super nintendo uh, uh video game soundtrack kind of thing i love that like uh that bit where it's it's when they've convinced the couple to take them on their boat and the boat starts like you know embarking on the journey and it's like playing this like steel drum kind of number <laughs> yeah and then like 
as they pass by, there's a guy on the dock who sees them, and then it just immediately goes to like dark music from this yeah. like insanely peppy steel drum track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's kind of two tones to the soundtrack. It's like way dark or way too fun. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, I, I like it. Like, yeah. it's kind of got it kind of reeks of that goblin style exactly. soundtrack that's, where it's just like I don't know whatever I want to put here. Yeah, it's fine. that's exactly what I was thinking of. And and people have said that that uh, uh, Fabio Frizzy Frizzy is kind of like. Uh, Lucio Fulci's Goblin because he, he okay. uses them a lot, uh, and, and, and awesome. yeah, it is a lot of that like weird choice. But man, I, I like it, so I'm I into like it, it personally, mm-hmm. man. This is one of those movies, dude, that I think overall is perfect to have on at a party while you're chilling with your friends. Nobody's really paying all that close attention except for like the really, really, really good parts. Yeah of the movie like just sitting down and watching it the lulls do sort of stand out a little bit but you know given there wasn't really all that much that this had to to learn from i mean given the time frames and stuff you're talking about like yeah this is pretty impressive that it came out so close to the romero stuff yeah it is didn't really have a lot to work on so no. i mean considering that I think that is pretty fucking fun. Yeah, I agree. You got any other stuff you want to point out about this flick, Steve? No, I think I'm ready to, to score this. I I mean... It, it, it's time. It's the moment it's, everybody's been waiting yes. for. Oh, what do they think? Oh, um, my God. What are they, what number are they going to assign it? <laughs> it is... It's it's good Italian horror uh, that is outside of the, the Giallo realm, which I, I like to... I like to get outside of that because uh, I... You know, I love Giallo, but I'm not a huge fan of a Who Done It. So it's nice to know pretty instantly who done it. It's the the zombies. Zombie done uh, it. Yeah, zombie done it. Uh so I, I love that element to it and yeah, it just has some very iconic moments that really, really work well for me. And it also like you know, fits in with Romero's movies even if it it is completely different in some ways I I do like that um but also as you said yeah it lulls uh, it could be shorter without losing much I think so yeah I I mean I don't like uh, that a shark was perhaps uh, overfed maybe sedated uh, uh and and wrestled with in that way though i don't know that <laughs> razzled the, yeah i don't know that the guy did anything that would actually hurt the shark uh it's a big ass tiger shark uh still probably weirded it out uh and that's not fun but uh i i yeah i just that scene is is always going to be important in that it it shows like sometimes the uh, driving force of we want to make money so let's show people what they want can lead to something so cool bonkers <laughs> yeah it, it'll never happen again like yeah. honestly like if you want to see that this is kind of the only place to go yeah yeah so i i i do love it for that and i i think um I think that there there are some good performances in here, and it it really doesn't suffer as much 
from the uh, weird dialogue that you get in, say, a lot of Argento movies. Like, there's yeah. some weird moments in here, like, specifically when they're in the... Uh, early in the movie when the reporter and um, and Tisa Farrow are inspecting the boat because she's looking for her dad and he's looking for clues as to what happened. And then they, they accidentally, like, catch the attention of the cop and they pretend like they were having sex... Yeah, and he's, he says <laughs> so I would have just gone to a box car or something, and she's like, "No, yeah. not another box car." Like yeah. one that's really funny, but it was also weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not but really most, how people talk. Yeah, but most of the dialogue is is pretty like just uh, normal stuff. So it, I think it works well, uh, but it it also you know it has its flaws. Uh, but for me, this is I don't know, man. I I think it's pretty high. It's like above average. Um, Maybe like a six and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right there with you, man, because there's just so much stuff that you, you can't get anywhere, anywhere else. else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I can't think of another zombie movie on an island with goofy ass tropical music. And there's like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. broad daylight setting for most of it. And yeah, the tropical yeah. locale. Some of the, the gore scenes and stuff are just so fucking great. Like, yeah. Is it the best zombie movie ever? No. No. Is it a must-watch? Absolutely. Yeah, like, it is. Uh-huh. You have to see this. Like, If you you're do. a horror fan, you're going to see things in this movie that you have never seen anywhere else and won't be filmed again. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it's like mandatory watching. Yeah, I think I'm going to go... I'll say like six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half for me. On I think that's one. fair. Super fun, man. A taste of the old country. Uh-huh. Unlimited soup and salad and <laughs> breadsticks aplenty on display in... Fulci's zombie or zombie two or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> it's a treat. I look forward to hearing what you guys think about this flick over on our Facebook group and uh-huh. our Instagram page and everywhere else you guys can follow us. Just follow us on the link tree. That's the best place to find all of our social yep. media accounts to find exactly whatever social media you want to follow us on, including Patreon! Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes. A uh, new one up there about uh, uh, Stranger Things uh, Season 4, Volume 2. Um, if you become a $5 patron, you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, and then we draw from the smoking bowl, and then we, we cover do. the movie that we draw from the True. smoking bowl. We're going to be doing it in we a do couple that. weeks. So head on Woo. over there real quick so you can get yours in there. Maybe you get drawn. That's right. That's right. And uh, also be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the only places that these kinds of reviews matter. It just takes a second. It doesn't cost a dime, and it means the dang old world to us, as does our, our, our soon-to-be big old meetup that we're doing. We had a great meetup last year for the dead and lovely podcast here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're doing it again this year at a time that's less swelteringly hot. (laughs) Yes. We will be avoiding the August heat that we had last time. Uh, and the first weekend in November. So, uh, uh, the, the meetup itself will be that Friday, which is November. The, Oh, Ben, pretend like I know what this is. Uh, that date. Wow. Uh, I can't believe it's that one. I knew that it yeah. would happen, but it makes me so happy just to hear it. November 4th. That's the be, one. Yeah, that'll be the main meetup. Uh, but also, you, just like uh, last year, 
we'll be doing stuff uh, the Thursday before up up to uh, Sunday morning when everybody leaves. So uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be uh, releasing some more of the the hard concrete plans as we get them all figured out. But we got it's them plans guaranteed to be a blast. It's going to be a damn old humdinger, so be sure to hang out with us then. Also, be sure to hang out with us for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about a movie that's not just an anthology. It's an anthology that has, let's say, one and a half really good parts in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. Yep, because we're talking about Creep Show Dose next time. Uh Creep Show 2. Creep Creep Show Show Boogaloo. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got some things going for it. There's some really good stuff in there. Yep. There's some stuff that's like less good, but we're gonna talk all True. about it next time. So, <laughs> be sure to tune in then to the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve, and we've been Dead and Lovely, and we'll catch you guys later. Later Bye. skaters. Bye. Later skaters. Oh, later taters. Ooh, later taters. You're so full Mm. of carbs. I love (laughs) y'all. Bye. Okay, so I'm once again coming to you guys with a brand new idea. Trademark Dead and Lovely. You guys know I'm an enterprising man. I'm I'm an idea man. It is known, (laughs) right? It is known. It is, yeah. I feel like there's a certain you know, sector of the medical field out there that is not being catered to in their entertainment needs. Okay. okay. Now, this is really just an idea. It's just a title more than anything. Uh, maybe you can help me out here, but kind of what I'm dreaming up is a, a service that's going to be like competition to Netflix, Hulu, all that kind of jazz, but it's specifically catered to urologists. Yeah. Okay. And it's just going to be called streaming service. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's their primary interest is, you know, the stream. Well, I, I already got, uh, I got, this is the billboard. Here's the <laughs> billboard just to get people interested. Okay. All right. You just put up billboards uh, in, in major cities that say you're in luck. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You're in luck. You're in luck. Uh-huh. And that's gonna like build hype for yeah, people be streaming like, service. What does this mean? Wow. What the fuck is urine luck? And then Damn. yeah, you know, uh, what, do, do you have a name for it? No, it's streaming service. Oh, so, oh, okay. So it is mm-hmm. just streaming. So the name of it is streaming service. Streaming service. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it redundant? Is it too much? No, I think I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think there's no way anybody will get confused. <laughs> How good they print it. Print Streaming it. service. Yep. Coming soon. I'm all in. You're you're in gonna love it. Right? You're in gonna love it. You're in gonna love it, they say. Yep. <laughs> That's what they say about streaming service, streaming service. Hey, you know what? Um uh they can also run every other entertainment service is the same. This one's different, vast different. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's different. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. yeah. Not everybody will get it, but the people that they're trying to market to will definitely get it. They'll be like, okay, yeah, those that is adjacent to urinating. So.
<laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> what about? It. How about this? What if streaming service tries to get into like the the tough guy type of market? You know, like uh, G four used to back in the day, etc. And it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, you know, and in, in, instead of uh, doing like a, a urine luck type of thing, they're, they're like, some streaming services are bad. We're bladder. Wow. Wow. Right? Right? We're bladder. Uh-huh. Blad to the bone. Blad to the bone. Blad yes, to the bone. It. It's it. Blad to the bone. That's gonna get them finally <laughs> into streaming service. Streaming service. <laughs> oh, dumb! That's dumb. I love it. That's good. Yeah, you know, streaming yeah. service. What else do you need to know, dude? N- nothing. <laughs> Tells it like it is.